So, so greetings to all the lay people who have come together, and those who have helped to organize this event, <coughs> the, <coughs> sorry, the monastics at Wat Mapjan who have helped, and also the lay organizers who have made this possible, and all the people who have helped to support, support this event as well. Uh, those who, with faith in their hearts, have offered uh, money to, to allow this to be possible and who have worked to help spreading the Dhamma of the fully awakened Buddha. And so this is a very good opportunity that we all have. And uh, it's the first time that this has happened at Wat Mabjan. Um, that we have organized uh, an online retreat like this. So if we look back maybe 20 years, I think no one would have known that this would be possible, that we'd all be able to gather together uh, to practice in this way. So therefore, no matter where you are, whether you're close by or far away, if we practice well, then it's like we're all very close together. Because uh, whenever we have a lot of mindfulness, then at that point, we're very close to the Buddha. And uh, even though we may not be born in the Buddha's time, or it's possible we were born during that time, but we just can't remember it. But no matter what the case, whenever we have mindfulness, then at that time, we are close to the Buddha. So this is a very good opportunity now, and may all of you uh, be very sincere to use this as best you can. And if you have the time then to come together and join in live and uh, study the Dhamma together. And if you don't have the time, uh, or when you don't have the time to do that, then to try to bring up a lot of mindfulness. And to really set your hearts that during these days, uh, from the 6th of March to the 13th, that you'll practice uh, with sincerity and you'll uh, kind of take your practice up to, to the next notch. And uh, it's not sure that even though it's just a week that we are together like this, but in that time it's possible for people to taste the flavor of the Dhamma, for them to realize that. Because if we have a lot of mindfulness, then this leads to the firm establishment of samadhi. And all it takes is for samadhi to become well-established one time, uh, for us to gain a clear understanding into all physical and mental phenomena. And uh, if we gain this for just one single moment, then the, the real kind of amazing dhamma will appear within our hearts. And so may all of you be sincere in this practice, that this is a very good opportunity. And uh, we still have our lives, and uh, our lives have carried on to this present day. And that shows that we have a lot of merit for that to be possible. And uh, so we should think uh, that we will use this opportunity as uh, best we can. So may all of you be sincere in practicing and cultivating your hearts uh, to the best of your abilities and energy. So when we have the opportunity uh, to practice in this way, 
and then we take it up. So what this practice really means is developing mindfulness uh, to the best that we're able to. So mindfulness, um, another way of putting that is recollection. And then there's sampajanya, this all-round knowing. And uh, this, these two qualities bring a lot of benefit to us and allow our practice to develop. So we all know the things which obstruct this practice from developing, from our hearts uh, cultivating this way. And these are the hindrances of finding pleasure or seeking pleasure in form, in sounds, in taste, in tactile sensations. And then there is aversion or dislike, ill will. And it's often the case that when we come to practice, we feel drowsy and sleepy. Or at other times, perhaps the mind will be very scattered. And for some people, this may be a common thing that they experience. It may be annoyance or doubts that come up. And it's possible to doubt about everything, uh, to doubt about this path of practice. Because we want to know the Dhamma, we want to see the Dhamma. So we need to understand um, that now is the time for us to practice and to really just focus on this practice. So to put all of these things down for now and to just pick up this path of practice. And so we come together in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and during all these times to collect our mindfulness together in the present moment. And when we have our mindfulness established here in the present moment a lot, um, then there will be inner stillness um, in the heart. And the mind will be there with awareness and knowledge will arise, wisdom arises. And this may come up in a way that we had never expected, we never thought it would be like this. And uh, when this wisdom, clear knowing arises um, for just one time, uh, it can last uh, throughout the entire day and great joy can arise within the heart. And so we see that understanding the Dhamma is really something amazing. And so we have this sincerity and this focus um, to get to understand the teachings and the Dhamma of the Buddha. And we have our effort, but we also shouldn't have expectation for peace. Now, because sometimes the mind will be peaceful and sometimes not. But what we should do is try to bring up mindfulness continuously. And uh, so there's this mindfulness, this recollection that we have established in the body and in the mind. Whether we're standing, sitting, walking or lying down, we're mindfulness of that. If we're speaking, if we're listening, if we're eating, we're drinking, we have mindfulness there. We have mindfulness over our thoughts as well. And for some people, um, they can bring up these mantras um, to teach their minds. We look into the state of our body and also the feelings that arise within the heart and teaching ourselves that these things, they're not me, they're not mine, they're not self, they're not other. And so we try and put our effort in this way, teaching our minds like this. And some people aren't so skilled um, in contemplation, it's not so familiar to them. 
So they can just stay with these words of buddho, dhammo, sangha and keep these as the focal points of their heart. And we try to do this uh, with energy, with all our energy. Uh, But we shouldn't get tense either. And if we start feeling quite uptight or tense, then we should know how to relax. Uh, Because it's important to have a sense of enoughness, getting things in balance just right. That as we practice, we let go as well. So with having taken on the precepts, um, now the practice of the Dhamma uh, needs virtue. And this virtue becomes a foundation uh, for the heart. And so we take these precepts uh, to collect together and compose our actions of body and speech. And uh, we should try to speak less, to not do a lot of chatting, to just talk what is necessary. And for those who still need to go off to work, uh, it's okay to speak, but just to talk about what's necessary. And uh, during this time, perhaps, you should try to reduce uh, the amounts of communication that we do, especially with our smartphones, to use these less. Things like Facebook, Line, WhatsApp, to use these as little as possible so that our mind doesn't get sent outwards. And so we establish ourselves in this sila well, whether it's the five precepts or the eight precepts. And then uh, we really practice. And uh, this becomes the foundation for the arising of mindfulness and samadhi. And uh, so we practice um, in uh, this way. But if we send our mind externally, outwards, a lot, uh, then it will get very scattered. And it's difficult to establish our awareness then. So therefore we should try to cut off all proliferation, all knowing um, of things externally as much as we can to just be aware of that which is necessary for us to live our lives. Uh, so the sila virtue, it's an important condition uh, that we try to develop because it's what allows um, mindfulness and samadhi to come up. And this brings us a lot of benefits. Because when our samadhi is already well established, uh, this will uh, cultivate wisdom. And when wisdom is established, then that will culminate in liberation and freedom from suffering. And even though this may be temporary, it may be just a temporary nibbana, we gain a clear understanding of, into the teachings of the Buddha. So during this time, uh, from the 6th, from today until the 13th, uh, we try to develop mindfulness and samadhi, establishing ourselves in sila, bringing up wisdom, and do this a lot. And it's not sure for those people who have barami, who have already cultivated a lot, then it's possible to know and understand the Dhamma in the space of time. For those people who are taking on the eight precepts, uh, to not allow this to be a cause of anxiety. That sometimes there may be painful feelings arising in the body afternoon. 
and um, it's okay to adjust this practice a bit. Uh, so to take in liquids, for example. So we can drink some almond milk, for example. And especially for those people who have illnesses. Uh, maybe they have some stomach illnesses. And this, the painful feelings that can arise from this can become an obstruction in the practice. And so it's okay to take some liquids like milk um, after noon. And for monks, uh, we, at times when there's a lot of work going on, uh, we have cheese after noon, and that's okay for us. Uh, so for the lay people, you normally have three meals a day, and now that's reduced to two for those taking on the eight precepts. Uh, so it's okay to have some of these liquids um, in the evening. And uh, for those people who have uh, problems, maybe their digestive system um, has problems, they can do this. Uh, but normally we would have maybe some cocoa in the evening or some chocolate. And uh, this can help to reduce the painful feelings of the body. Uh, so may all of you um, set your intentions and um, set your hearts um, on practicing. And uh, give my Anamodana, and all of us should Anamodana, those who have helped to organize this event, both the monastics and the laity those who have supported this meditation retreat, those people who have offered their money, and um, have helped us through the energy of their body and their minds. And this is a great form of merit for them. And so all of us should give our anamodana towards these people who have helped to organize this. And uh, may all of them have happiness, um, strong uh, health, a strong body, May their practice develop. And uh, so when we give uh, Anamodana, we also receive these things. Uh, we develop in our work as well. We, our, our own health gets uh, strong. And uh, so may all of you gain a clear understanding into the Dhamma. May all of you know and see the Dhamma. So as we're sitting in meditation, we establish our mindfulness um, as we have done before. So we know the breath as it comes and goes. We sit placing the body in an upright posture uh, with our right leg over our left, um, our right hand on our left palm. And uh, to sit the body up straight, uh, not leaning off to the left or the right, uh, forwards or backwards. Um, but also not to worry too much about uh, the posture of the body while we're sitting uh, to get things in balance. And sometimes when we're sitting, the body may be leaning forward a bit, and that's okay, we just let it go. So to not get tense either, to not force the body, to not control it, uh, to allow it uh, to, to find a balanced posture. And we also don't control the breath either. Our job is to know the breath as it comes in, to know it as it leaves. And some people, as they are breathing in, they can count one, two, three, four, five. And breathing out, count one, two, three, four, five. If while we're sitting we feel drowsy, and we should open up our eyes to not just allow this dull state of mind to carry on. And because we don't have mindfulness and when it's there, and we're just wasting our time. And so if we are feeling sleepy, 
uh, then we should chant and recite this chant of Itipiso Bhagava Arahang Sama Sambuddho. And we can do that a lot. And uh, for those people who like to chant, um, they can bring up one of their favorites and have mindfulness over this, to chant that a lot. Uh, so this is one method that we can use while sitting in meditation. And the other method is that of contemplation. So we can recite these words of hair of the head, hair of the body, mouths, teeth and skin, seeing that these things are not beautiful. That if we don't shower, if we don't wash this body, uh, then they very quickly turn to become unattractive and repulsive. And we can contemplate um, each different part of this body. But I'll give more detailed instructions on this later. We can also contemplate things as being constant, as being anicca, dukkha, anatta, as being inconstant, stressful, and not self. So we use our wisdom in this way to reflect upon the nature of this body, that it's something that changes, and that it's something that is filled up with illnesses. It's not permanent. It's not me. So when we see that this body is inconstant, then at the same time we understand that it's not me, that it is something that's stressful, and this shows that wisdom is arising. And this is the path of wisdom giving rise to samadhi. And uh, so we just do whichever method feels comfortable for us. And whatever works, then we take that up and we shouldn't doubt about it. Uh, because both of these methods are for the sake of inner peace and for the sake of knowing the Dhamma. And these are the things which I gained experience from and learnt uh, from the time that I spent with Lumpu Cha, with Ajahn Cha, that he taught these two methods. And these are something that uh, he gave instructions on and I followed these methods myself. And so may all of you have confidence in this path of practice. Uh, because this is the fast way, it's the shortcut route to seeing the Dhamma. And so now is the time for everyone to uh, carry on meditating, uh, whether you are sitting in meditation or walking meditation. Uh, so we'll allow everyone to carry on until the end of the session. <laughs>